I'm Rodrigo Nunez, and this is The Last Best Thing. It's an interview show centered around one question. What is the last best thing you've watched, read, listened to, or eaten? I ask this question because people love talking about whatever it is they're into, and I love hearing about it. In today's episode, I'm joined by Joseph. I'm Joseph. So Joseph and I go way back to middle school, and as long as I've known him, I know that he's been into Star Wars. So naturally, his answer to the question was about Star Wars, or more specifically, the finale of the Clone Wars. The last best thing, the last best Star Wars moment I watched was the Clone Wars series finale. And this is a deep conversation about Star Wars as a whole. Uh, we spoke about the Clone Wars finale. We spoke about Order 66. We went into character details like Ahsoka Tano as opposed to the rest of the Jedi Order. Then we took a deeper cut and started talking about the Filoni-verse. We talked about Star Wars in Disney Plus era. We talked about the Knights of the Old Republic. I shared an idea of the kind of Star Wars stuff that I would like to see, which is a documentary similar to the Carrier series on PBS. It was really fun. I feel like Joseph and I have been having these types of conversations since we were in high school. So yeah, it was really fun. I hope you enjoy it. If you like Star Wars, you'll really like this one. And if you don't, I'm sure you'll still find something in there to enjoy. So sit back and enjoy. Okay, so Joseph, what was so great about the Clone Wars series finale? Well, there's a lot of context to put into there first, um, and there is going to be a lot of spoilers in here. But uh, to kind of just get to the gist of it, the series centers around Ahsoka, Anakin's Padawan. Um, and in the series, you see her go from like this brash, uh, stubborn, like leap first person, just like Anakin, mm. and see like the trials and tribulations and like the way that she has to learn from him. And mm. you see the different choices that she makes other than him. And so, like, at some point in the series, she actually makes a choice to leave the Order. Okay. Um, and so, like, her her story is way different than his, but they started from a very similar place. At this point in the uh, series finale, Order 66 has happened. And so, like, the creator of Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels is Dave Filoni, who also had a big hand in Mandalorian okay. and has, like, a direct line to my heartstrings um <laughs> he can just play with the emotions like nobody else like nobody no other storyteller that i know of yeah. he does these like little details like in this one for instance uh when she comes back to help the republic in one of their last in their last fight, what ends up being the last fight of the clone wars mm. um the clones who fought under her for years they paint their masks uh like her markings like mm. orange and white yeah. And then they like go on this big diatribe of like how loyalty means everything to them. And she can like, sh they're all calling her commander and everything. And it's like this big emotional moment. Yeah. But like, when you think about that, when order, so when order 66 happens and these clones are chasing around with her own, mar like markings on it, it just right. like drives it home even further. So, um, what's going on in the moment that I'm talking about is they're, they're escaping order 66. And at this point, like I was expecting to, be super emotional because it's already the f the fourth part of the series finale. There's been three other episodes. Okay. Um, the f the third one is the one that I was expecting to like be, I guess, way more intense emotionally, mm. but it was more like anxiety inducing for me. And spoiler alert, Ahsoka is in Rebels, if you haven't seen that yet. <laughs> so um, 
she doesn't die here. So yeah. I knew she wasn't going to die. But even in that episode where, where Order 66 happens and they're all chasing her down, I was like just tensing up wondering what was going to happen. I hadn't really had like a, the weight of everything for her hit yet. Yeah. And so what is happening in this moment is they, she finally gets to her commander. She's able to um, destroy his chip so he no longer wants to kill, kill her Jedi. Kill his Jedi. Yeah, like this and, order is like an override, right? Like it, it takes over, it removes any loyalty or any memory or anything like that, or or is it just yeah? Like, well, it we just, have to follow this order. They have to follow that order. Yeah, yeah. like um, yeah, it's it, it's embedded in their their programming that mm. that once they've told that they're that's their directive is to kill every every Jedi. Yeah. Um. And you can like the cool thing was too when it happens to Rex, you can tell that he's not he doesn't follow it right away because everybody else in the series they do these little details in in this series which is really cool. Um, everybody else in the series when you go watch like the movie they all say yes my lord my yes. lord this my lord this Rex says Lord Sidious so you can tell from the instant he gets the order that he's fighting it and then he's like shaking his helmet trying not to do anything mm. and then the other clones are about to kill Ahsoka and he like gets gets her time by telling them to stop because he's going to do it mm. he holds off and tells her like where to go find how to save him yeah. um, the, the file to go find to like figure out what's happening basically um, so she ends up saving him. The last episode, <laughs> back to the actual moment. <laughs> uh, so they're almost out. They're almost free. They get to this um, hangar bay where they need to just get into a shuttle and go. They open these hangars and then all the clones from the ship that are still left come and like surround, surround their last exit. Mm. And there's this breakdown where Rex and Ahsoka are talking. And she's, he's telling her, okay, we got to go through all of them. Like, and she's telling him, like, she tells him something. I don't want to, I don't know it word for word, but it's yeah. something like, um, he tells her that, that they those don't clones care. are, yeah, they're yeah. like, they're willing to die. Yeah, to kill you. To kill her. Like, yeah. just to kill you is what he tells her. He's like, and he's breaking down because he's like saying, like, these are my brothers. Like, these are all people that i've been fighting with for years and now like everything's just this guy's world has just shattered yeah and so she like st takes a moment takes off his helmet and you can see the tears in his eyes mm -hmm. and um she tells him that she is not willing to be the one to like they may be willing to die but she's not willing to be the one to kill them yeah. and so like ahsoka oh man and I'm getting kind of emotional just thinking about it. Like, it just breaks your heart. And so, like, you see these characters. This is the seventh season of this series. They fought together for so long. Like, yeah. both of their worlds have just shattered. Yeah. And Ahsoka is still so great in that moment. Yeah. And that she values their life, like, no matter what, above all. Yeah. And so, like, it's funny because the way that I've been kind of watching this series is I started... After I watched the first two episodes, I started Revenge of the Sith until Order 66. Mm. I watched the last two episodes, and then I watched Order 66 to finish it out. Okay. Um, do you know what? Do you remember what Yoda and Obi Wan do after Order 66 happens? I know that Yoda is with the Wookies, and he kills the two that are with them, and then he gets sent on a little ship and gets sent away, and. Um, I don't remember what Obi-Wan does, but I know his dude, Cody, is also like a very, it's, it's like a Rex level type of clone, right? 
but mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember what he does. I don't remember how he goes from like Order sixty six to fighting Anakin. So he he fall he's able to get away like escape them because he there's too there's too many of them. He actually just pretends that he's dead. Mm. It's cool because in the book that little that green lizard that he's riding yeah actually jumps to get shot by the blast oh wow to save him okay um yeah like that details in there so it's pretty cool okay but he so he's able to escape he ends up catching up with um leia's dad senator organa yeah and played by jimmy smiths right yeah (laughs) and yoda and they they find out that they're broadcasting a message trying to lure jedi back to kill them Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they go back to the temple and go on a clone murdering spree, dude. Oh wow! At one point, like Yoda chucks his lightsaber into a clone's chest and then jumps on it, driving him into the ground. Whoa. And so, like the comparisons between like these two, these are the two other greatest Jedi, right. to like Ahsoka, and Ahsoka was the one that they kicked out of the Order. Like it right. just goes to show how the Order kind of deserve not deserve to fall but you, their arrogance was really their downfall like right. ahsoka embodied everything that a jedi should be mm. and they just kind of cast her aside right um, yeah so i think there's definitely a lot that goes into that moment because like you said <laughs> it, it captures all of that right like it captures the like the respect of life that Ahsoka had for these clones, um, yeah. especially when contrasted with the way they're depicted in almost every other Star Wars representation, right? Where they're just mm-hmm. like pretty much droids. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. she fought alongside them for years. And that's what this series is about, is you see like them go through different battles and learn together and like they get separated at times and, and reunite. And so they, it was just like a good capstone on this series. And that that one like moment is just where he craft i guess they just crafted the story to kind of like break down the weight of everything that's happening has can hit you there Mm. and you just see these two characters like their their appreciation for each other and their love for each other and that's what i love about these universes specifically dave filoni's i guess the filoni extended universe (laughs) yeah the filoni verse like (laughs) rebels specifically because um and that's the one that i tell everybody to watch i know it's four seasons and it's kind of a commitment but the fourth one isn't that long and these those are my favorite stories in star wars because because of their relationships um and how entwined they are with each other so i used to be a way bigger star wars fan than i am now i still kind of have an appreciation for the stories just because of how much they meant to me i had a lot of investment into the characters i'm sure you remember that i used to have like an obsession with kit fisto which is this <laughs> yeah. like obscure jedi master that has dreadlocks or it looks like they're dreadlocks right yeah. um but in recent times like as i got older and i just saw the commercialization of it all i kind of like lost um I don't I wouldn't say like I lost the taste for it, but it just kind of like got a little disillusioned with Star Wars as a whole, especially when they got bought out by Disney. And then (laughs) I had a lot of investment into the new Jedi Order. And then they just said, oh, the new Jedi Order is gone. I was like, oh, come on. I have all this useless information now. But I did watch Rebels. And I have to agree with you that there is something like you can tell this person cares about the story or cares about the universe and wants to craft something that is good and exceptional and just overall cares about it. Yeah. And like the way, like the cool thing about it too, is the the relationships here are complicated. Like it, 
it's a cartoon, but it's not a kid's show. <laughs> like they go through the just the different dynamics that they have to like experience um are not really like childlike concepts. Yeah. Uh have you seen the making of the um Mandalorian where they talk about Filoni? No. So I saw to in order to talk about this, I saw the the finale of Clone Wars a couple of days ago. And as I was on Disney Plus, I saw that they had like they had that it was like a round table. But I was like, why is Bryce Dallas Howard there? That's the only thing I thought of. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'll watch it later. But no, I haven't seen it. She's on there because she directed one of the episodes or two yeah. of the episodes. Well, there I you think. go. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah. The first episode is all directors. And so mm. like the really cool thing is the first probably 10 minutes is all um, directed to Filoni, who's the one who did Clone Wars. Uh, he did Airbender, but that wasn't part of this. He's done Clone Wars, Rebels, and he's, like I said, had a big hand. He directed the first episode of Mandalorian. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he just, like, they just talk about his pure joy of Star Wars. Mm. And so I didn't realize that he's, I guess, Lucas's apprentice now. He just hangs out with him all the time. Okay. Which seems kind of cool. Yeah. And so they were all, like, saying how he just has, like, a a um, natural, I guess, inclination as to what, like, Star Wars should be Mm. um, because of how much, like, his exposure to George and, like, how much he's learned from him. Um, And so, like, that's what, like, you're saying about how you've become disillusioned with it. Like, that's how I try to, I guess, keep myself grounded the way that, like, (laughs) Filoni is, is I just try to find, like, something to enjoy. If it's Star Wars... Like, even the last movie, I saw it a few times, and by, like, the, the fifth time, I was like, all right, maybe I need to stop watching this movie. <laughs> but I still found something, like, even though I know a lot of people didn't like that one. Yeah, you know, I really tried to, because I actually really liked Ray as a character. I really liked Kylo Ren as a character. Um, I really liked Poe as a character. I thought there was a lot of potential there, but there was something in that last movie where it just they just kind of became... I don't yeah. know, like caricatures or very simplified versions of themselves. There's one I can usually make it up unto the point where uh, Poe and um, Finn say they fly now, they fly now. They, and I'm like, oh, come on, this would not have happened earlier. And it's just and that's that kind of leads to what I want to talk about next, which is I feel like the extended universe, you know, the Rebels, the Clone Wars, those types of shows, the books all kind of serve as corrections for whatever happens in the movies. So I feel like the people that work on the <laughs> movies, be it J.J. Abrams or even um, even George Lucas in the prequels, right? It's yeah. just like at, the movies have way less care placed on them than the shows or the books in the extended universe do. Or maybe it's just like, okay, well, George introduced midichlorians and then there's a whole <laughs> series of books kind of like justifying them or framing them in a better way than the movie ever could, (laughs) right? And I feel like that's the same thing. Like between episode one, Anakin was pretty annoying. Episode two, he was super annoying. (laughs) And But the Clone Wars show Anakin in a way different light. Like they show him as a commander. They show him as a warrior. They show him as a teacher. And you kind of get the idea that like, oh, this dude was pretty exceptional, which you don't get in the movies when he's saying sand. I hate sand. Right. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Or the, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil, even at the end of the. <laughs> no. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're definitely two different characters. I 
wish there was a cut or a way to like edit the animated Anakin into the the other movies. Uh, and like I said, I'm a Star Wars apologist. Like the only movie that I don't really fault anybody for hating is um, Episode Two. I really I don't even necessarily like that movie, but I'll still watch it because it's Star Wars. Yeah. Um, as far as the extended universe having to correct everything, like that's what I think the main fault with Star Wars is as to why people can't really get into it much now. Yeah. Because it's not like sterile the way the MCU is. So the MCU mm-hmm. will take like a story, a really complicated storyline like Civil War, where it's like all these superheroes' liberties are being trampled. Yeah. And, um, like make there's actually two sides here and you have like all this death and destruction and people like people getting killed at their own friends hands and then they like make it all nice and neat and there's just a a little disagreement about um steve's friend killing what's his face's dad like oh yeah bucky yeah like that's (laughs) not like that's not really complicated and i guess that was my gripe about the mcu before and i i still really enjoy it but it is like just nightly nicely packaged and I guess that's what makes it, I guess, more popular because yeah. it's easier to to digest and like you don't really have to know other stuff. Mm-hmm. The the movies, they have to hit so many points that they can't really like focus on anything for too long. And that's where the extended universe comes in is because it lets those mo- like it can explain those moments and what's actually happening. Like like the lizard that I was telling you about, like yeah. it had this this innate sense to protect obi-wan um because they had they had like formed a a special bond with in the force and you don't get that in the movies like you don't yeah there's just not any of that explained i get it 100 and it's kind of the thing where i'm like that leads me to say that it's not they're not objectively good movies like (laughs) i enjoy them because i have like a like a background yeah i mean i can admit that in most cases last jedi it's a good movie. Last Jedi is a good movie. Last Jedi yeah. is very good, and then it got totally undone with um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the rise of Skywalker or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that I, I I feel like that is um I don't know, and and I always have this this snarky answer whenever people try to like point out logical faults in the movies that are just like why did this happen or why did like for example the most common one is like r2 and c3po were there for the whole thing couldn't they just have told people who anakin was like who darth vader was or something like that right and my answer is always like it's because these movies were made to sell toys (laughs) and that's like super um snarky and i don't know kind of like a jerkish answer but honestly it's kind of what i believe to a certain extent because it's like the movies are to move everything forward and then the extended universe will correct it and (laughs) the majority of people don't have the willingness or the time to devote themselves to the extended universe. it's a lot of time yeah that's why i don't really fault anybody for like any star wars feelings i just try to not i just try to not like engage with toxic uh toxicity i guess but um my retort whenever anybody makes any sort of um snarky comments like that it's like yeah luke skywalker like like kept his last name vader could have just gone went looking for his own name (laughs) but uh yeah like you just gotta not think about it too hard it's sci-fi yeah it's a sci-fi western overall it's kind of like that that is ultimately what it comes down to and i feel like there's an appreciation because the simplest stories are usually the best ones in the Star Wars universe. Like the Mandalorian mm-hmm. story is really simple 
but yeah. I thought it was really well done. Oh um, yeah. Like this last Ahsoka story where it's just like how does Ahsoka handle order 66? Like that I feel like that was um their their main thesis or their main point of focus, right? It's just like what happens with these characters when order 66 happens. And it's just like yeah. just focus in on that and it'll be a great story. Yeah, and they weren't even going to have this season. This last season was like, I don't even remember how long since the season six aired to this one. But they got a second chance to kind of finish um, this story. And so that's why they went back to this for the, for the last arc to kind of be the ending of Clone Wars. Because mm. it kind of starts when Ahsoka reaches Anakin and it should end with her, really. Um, so yeah, it's cool. the way I think it's cool, too, the way that they splice it in between... Um, revenge of the sith so if you if people don't have that much time like i like i was telling you to watch it just the watch the original movie and then the last four it is about four hours not even really it's probably like three hours right because it's a yeah, kid's movie each i think the movie's like an hour and 20 minutes and then each yeah. episode is like 25 minutes or 20 minutes something like that yeah so maybe it's not too long but it is it is a very interesting story and uh that dude definitely knows what he's doing I think something that was really well done in these last four episodes was kind of showing scenes from the movie in this thing. So there's that one scene where Mace Windu is talking with um, Yoda and uh, uh, what's her name? Isla Sekura and mm-hmm. is it Kiari Mundi, the guy with the big head? Yeah. yeah. And he's like saying, I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. And then that's from the movie. And then uh-huh. Ahsoka walks in and they have another interaction. So because the one thing that I, I didn't like in the movie was the handling of Order 66 and how quick it was. It was just like, okay, we're just going to kill all the Jedi, <laughs> which is our big foundational thing, in yeah. like five or ten minutes, right? And Less than that, even. I'm yeah, sure. it was super quick. Like, someone was just shot out of the sky, other things like that. So, in this one, the buildup was just so much better. And I think it happened on episode three where... They're putting Maul, which shows up a lot in in, in Clone Wars and in Rebels. Um, they're like carrying him along and there's this synth background music that's really creepy where mm-hmm. you're just like, oh man, something's going to happen. I think I know what's going to happen. Oh, this is the moment when it's going to happen. And it just yeah. kind of builds like that. And um, I thought yeah, that it's was... Just like builds that, it just builds on your sense of dread knowing what, what's coming. Yeah, and they that used moment. a lot of the musical cues from the movie too. Like Anakin's dark deed is is, is what starts playing when they start play. Uh, so they also have Ahsoka feel the moment when um, Mace and um, Palpatine are fighting, and they actually mm. used Anakin's because they re-recorded that. I think mm. um, either that or they just used the audio from it because it's original. Hayden Christensen's voice. It's not the voice actor from the Clone Wars. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, and so like in that time, like they're using the cues from the movie too. So, yeah, like the care, like you're saying, like the extended universe really does have a care for this, um, for these stories. Mm. And it's unfortunate that the I like I don't fault the movies. I I love them, but I get the gripes for them, and like I understand them as mm. to why they don't have that kind of like craft behind mm-hmm. them. Um, and I just wish that the extended universe like wasn't so much that it's such a daunting task to undertake or like participate. Yeah. That people so people could like appreciate these other stories like that because like Kanan and Hera they're they're the ones from Rebels and it's he's a Jedi Padawan who survived Order sixty six who makes yeah. it a brief appearance in this uh, season 
and he's just in like one scene. Okay. And in my opinion, the best pilot in the entire Star Wars universe um, have like this amazing romance in Rebels that is like the heart of that of that show. Yeah. Um, and nobody like nobody will ever really be able to, at least on a mass appeal, know that relationship because it's so hard. Yeah, I, I, it's such a commitment. Yeah, like I would venture to say that the majority of mainstream Star Wars fans have no idea who Ahsoka Tano is. Yeah. Or have no idea who Ezra Bridger is, right? Well, or, Ezra more so. I say Ahsoka is way bigger because she's such a like important part of Clone Wars. Yeah. And may- maybe it's just my bubble that I've crafted, <laughs> of, uh, but I see like a lot of people who who will reference her a lot mm-hmm. more than I than was ever the case before. And maybe it's also the, with the um, spread of Disney Plus too. Yeah. So I guess that's another thing that I kind of want to talk about is how do you see the extended universe kind of working or what do you see it morphing into with this whole Disney plus support? So I think that the only Disney plus star Wars stuff has been the Mandalorian and this last season of the clone wars. Right. Yeah. And is there any plans for them moving forward? Um, yeah. So they're doing at least two more series. Well, Mandalorian's going to keep going. Ahsoka is going to be in Mandalorian season two reportedly. Um, and supposedly Boba Fett's going to be in there too, but I think it's actually going to be Rex personally. Oh, because they um they hired the guy who plays Django. Yeah, who's like be the base season... of all the clones. Right? Yeah, to be in season two, so he'll be an older version of either Boba Fett or, like I said, hopefully I I, I hope it's Rex. <laughs> um, but I don't. I'm really curious as to how it's gonna shape out i know that on disney plus they have so they have the obi-wan series they have the one um the cassian andor series and then they've also been talking about doing more spin-off series from mandalorian okay so like i think they want to give um ming na's character her own series the feng shei one Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The is, is reports uh, that I've been reading. So it seems like they want to make a lot of those people uh, characters because, uh, like you're saying, these movies are made to sell toys. So they want to like <laughs> make as much as they can. And when I start hearing more about these series, like all these series that they have planned for Disney Plus, I'm like, I hope they're like they're limited season runs because it right. seems like way more to have to keep up on top of all these series with all the rest <laughs> of the good TV that's being made. Yeah. And I'll pick Star Wars all over the, all <laughs> on top of the rest of that. So I'm kind of worried for my own conception of other media. But yeah. my, what I'm most curious about for the extended universe is now what they're starting to do and they're launching this whole project is go back before the prequels oh. into like the age of the, when the Jedi were like, coming at like were in their battles and coming up to power and kind of when they made their name. Yeah. And that's what I'm most curious about. Cause I want to see like, now that I'm more disillusioned with the order, <laughs> I want to see if like their, their foundations, yeah. well, I want to see if their um, foundations are like as faulty as their reign basically. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think that's really interesting because I don't know if you ever played the old Knights of the old Republic video game. Mm-hmm. But that I, I know the story, but I don't. I didn't play them. Yeah, I wish that universe would be explored further. Um, but to me, it always seemed like, oh, that's not really marketable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. But they did actually make a um, 
Revan's lightsaber. So Ooh. reportedly he's canon. They just we don't know what his story is going to be yet. Because they, I, Knights of the Old Republic is no longer canon, but they're and but right now they're gonna start doing that, like that timeline. Oh, okay. They're calling it the High Republic. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just hope that all this new stuff kind of continues to fix the universe, uh, as opposed <laughs> to ruin it more. Um, at least in my eyes, that that's mostly what's been happening. Is there um, any one piece of like old legend stuff that is no longer canon that you wish they would have kept? I can't think of any right now. I wish we got more pilot stories mm. like the, so I guess that like the rogues, the um, rogue squadron series, mm. but it doesn't necessarily mean that that needs to be canon. I just am annoyed that that kind of got dropped when they, when Disney acquired it, yeah. they're more interested in like exploring like Jedi's and like the main the main Star Wars characters. Like like Padme has her own book as opposed to like we don't we still don't have a Wedge book or even a Rogue Squadron book mm. at all. At least not that I know of, and I I've keep like following it pretty closely. So I don't I don't I haven't seen one that I know of. You know what I would like to see, and this is very like it sounds ridiculous, but I really would like to see it. I don't know if you remember this old PBS documentary series called Carrier that would focus on the li- on like how an aircraft carrier works in the US Navy. So they would have like all of the different employees in the in in the carrier like there was a guy who worked on the place that uh, like the deck where the planes were launching, right? And he worked in like coordinating all of that. There was a person that worked in the kitchen. There was a person that worked in the nuclear reactor. He was like this physicist that just so happened to work on the nuclear reactor in a carrier. And like all of this, and it was like a 12-part series showing how a carrier functions and the duties of everyone on board and how they handle disciplinary issues, all these kind of things. I would love something like that for the Death Star. <laughs> like think about it it's a yeah. moon that came out of nowhere <laughs> and it has millions of people on it making it work making it function i want to know more about that like the yeah. only people that we know on it are the people on the bridge the stormtroopers and the dudes with like the uh high speed biker helmets that swoosh back that work in like the reactive part <laughs> the, of it the controls guys yeah yeah but it's just like there has to be millions of people working on that thing that are like making it do stuff and i feel like disney could invest sufficient money in doing stuff like that where it like grounds the universe a lot more but that's that's my uh my dream for the summer. <laughs> Dude, I would watch that. <laughs> a lot of that. That's funny. Yeah, we see like what three levels of this like yeah, thousand of a level of a moon. Yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. Um that's funny. They should uh yeah, I mean I would watch that. I watch anything <laughs> that they'll put out. So like they they should run with that idea. There's a lot of stuff that they have I know coming down. Mm. I hope that they do explore different, and it seems like they're willing to do that. Like they also just um, announced the Taiki or what's his name, Taika. Yeah, Taika Watiti. Yeah, Ta- uh, Taika's got his own movie series now. So like, it seems like they're trying to get a variety of creators now. Is Ryan Johnson still getting his trilogy? Stories. Yeah, at least he says he is. Oh man, he. You I know, hope so. I think the greatest potential that the sequels or the new whatever the new sequels are called um showed and then disney like took it right back was 
that also coincidentally the extended universe is really good at is the force is so much more than just the skywalkers yes right and it's just like the old movie showed us that with with puppet yoda talking about like we're more so than this flesh we're luminous beings all that kind of stuff and then the last jedi kind of did that right it brought back that concept where it's just like it doesn't matter where ray comes from because Mm -hmm. that's not important and then the last movie is just like Rays of Palpatine. And it's just like, <laughs> oh my God, this is awful. Like the force and everything is so much more than just these two families mm. and their inner drama that the extended universe does that so much better. And I hope that Disney kind of continues to go that route rather than just be like 14 generations of Skywalkers. <laughs> yeah, I hope so too. And I think Rebels is a good, I mean, just to kind of bring it back to, to my biggest um, suggestion, Rebels is only is four seasons and it does a really good job of doing that because you see like Ezra's connection to animals because of the force mm. and yeah. you see like their relationship with each other and their connection to each other. Ezra at one point talks to Yoda across the universe. So like yeah. these projections that like are happening in Last Jedi and stuff like that that people are complaining about like we've never seen people do this. Like yeah, we have. <laughs> yeah, at least a small percentage of people have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very small percentage of people. Yeah. So I guess kind of going back to Ahsoka and this whole Clone Wars thing, do you think that Ahsoka would have made the movies better or worse? Like, do you do you because I feel if they would have included her in like episode three, she would have been ruined as a character. Yeah, I don't think like I guess the fun that I have with Star Wars, and I know that nobody else would like probably assume, like think this is fun, is like if Ahsoka was in those scenes, if she's just in the background or like she has a line or an interaction with Anakin here or there, but they don't, because in the, in the storyline, at least the way that we've seen it play out now, they don't really need to be with each other. Mm. So like if there was a couple of scenes where she was there and they like they just talk and interact, and so people are like well, who's that? I want to know more about her story. Mm. Then you can go watch the Clone Wars. Like that's my, that's my favorite stuff to do with Star Wars. Um, So I, I think they could have pulled it off in that way, but I wouldn't have wanted her as a character in, in that movie. And I don't think she really can be because of the way that it plays out with Anakin's downfall. Her having already been like the way that they, before season seven came out, Mm -hmm. Um, the way that they wrote her off leaving the order, because she left the order at the end of season five, and then there was a whole season six. Mm. When she left, that was kind of one of Anakin's tether to the light being cut. Okay. And so, like, then you see in Revenge of the Sith, he doesn't trust Padme, and then he doesn't trust Obi-Wan, and that's when, like, that's when he really falls. Mm. Um, With season seven when they brought her back you can see that he had been thinking about her but they hadn't really formed that bond again so they don't really mess that up okay but i think if she, yeah like if you're if she, like you're saying if she's in there she would have messed up they're not messed up but that story just wouldn't hit i don't think emotionally as, as well yeah no yeah i always think about that when i get invested in smaller characters like, for example, my go-to, my complaint always was, where, why isn't there more Kit Fisto, <laughs> my, my favorite <laughs> Jedi? But I was like, what doesn't really add much to it, the way these stories are being told, where they just focus on these, on this family. Um, 
But I there's wanna... a Kip Fisto episode in Clone Wars. I need to send that to you, actually. Because yeah. you only saw the two movies in the, or the movie and the series finale. So I, I actually read a book on Obi-Wan's like hunting down Ventress and finding this Jedi killer robot. And the only reason why I read it was because Kip Fisto is in it. <laughs> like Kip Fisto beats that Jedi fighting robot that's like force sensitive or something like that. And that's the most. And he had like a, a buddy clone trooper. I think his name was JK or I forgot what he called him. But I want to know who I need to email so I can get more Kip Fisto content because uh, Disney, he's a marketable icon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. He fights underwater. like, And he's got dreadlocks. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, you know, no, in Clone Wars, um, Phil Lamar does his voice, I think. Okay. Does do you know who Phil Lamar is? No. Can you think of his voice? No. I'm thinking Uncle Phil. Uh, it's not Uncle Phil. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think. It's the dude from Mad TV. I'm going to Google him real quick. Phil Lamar. Oh. oh yeah it's uh what's his name from futurama yeah 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 um the jamaican guy limbo yeah. expert <laughs> yeah doesn't that make so much sense or yeah. like can't you just hear his voice as kip Fiston? i totally can especially because like most people just know him as the smiling uh jedi from yeah from, from clone wars. yeah or attack of the clones not clone wars. <laughs> but um yeah, so I think this was a pretty good conversation on Star Wars overall. Um, is there anything else that you want to say about the finale or about the extended universe for the listeners? I, I mean, most people, um, I think if they stuck around this long, are into yeah. Star Wars. Um, I was going to yeah. say, I probably apologize, but I mean, if you stuck around this long, you actually wanted to listen to Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> most people would be like, ah, oh, Star Wars, and just delete this episode. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I would just say like the Filoni stuff is really good. And if you are on the fence about it at all, like if you enjoy Star Wars, definitely. Again, I'm going to make the suggestion to watch Rebels. <laughs> um, but at the very least, watch the begin, watch the that making of series on Disney Plus. Mm. Or I'm sure just the clip is on YouTube of Dave Filoni and how people talk about his appreciation. And like, I know the a lot of the, the gripe that I can never refute because it's an emotion and not an actual critique with the new Star Wars stuff is mm. it doesn't feel like Star Wars. And yeah. so like when you see the care and the way that people talk about Filoni's relationship with Star Wars, I think you'll understand that there is people who care about Star Wars at the helm and there is good stuff in in what Disney is doing. Yeah. You know, that kind of reminded me as kind of a last thing. I don't know if you saw it, but the only reason why I bought The Last Jedi in physical format was because the Blu-ray had a like a special featurette called The Director and the Jedi, which is like Ryan Johnson. It's like a documentary on Ryan Johnson and how he made The Last Jedi, writing the script, working with the like, it's just like a behind the scenes, but it's like a feature length movie. And that guy really cares about it, too. And that guy really yeah. put a lot of thought into what things go into. And again, like he had that vision of like, we are going to democratize the force in the Disney universe. And he really <laughs> has that throughout the whole thing. So it was really, really good. I, I honestly think of the sequels, that is my favorite movie. I count it as part of like episode seven eight nine i count this like a uh, episode eight a and it's my favorite movie of the sequel 
Yeah, it's my favorite movie of the of all of them, to be honest with you, for that reason, because it introduces like higher concepts into the Star Wars universe. And I know that Skywalker retcons some of them, but it doesn't mean that those necessarily just go away, I guess. Yeah. Like those ideas are still there just because Rey is a Palpatine doesn't mean that the force can't still the force still created Anakin like it can still create these um, it can still do what it needs to do. But yeah, I think I've seen some of that documentary, but I haven't finished it. So now I know what I'm going to watch tonight. No. Yeah. It's I, it's honestly, it's my favorite piece of star Wars behind the scenes thing ever. It's just like, I put it right up there with if, if you buy the Blu-rays for the Lord of the Rings, they all come with like a making of, of that movie. That's each one's like two hours long. But they're just as good as the movie. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, thanks for this Star Wars talk, Joe. And I hope people go and watch uh, Clone Wars because I did. I watched the finale, haven't seen none of it. And it was very good just with the Star Wars knowledge that I have. The Last Best Thing is recorded, produced and edited by me, Rodrigo Nunez. I want to thank Joseph for joining me and talking about Star Wars and about just what he loves so much about the universe as a whole, and but especially in Clone Wars. If you want to follow him, he has a bunch of podcasts that you can listen to. He has two wrestling podcasts, uh, one about women's wrestling that he hosts with Liz. It's called The Basics Guide to Women's Wrestling. He has another one focused on NXT wrestling called Take Under. Then he's got a music one called Level Exchange. And he just started a Korean baseball one called Viva Yagu. They're all available on Spotify or wherever podcasts are found. I just want to thank him again for joining me. And if you want to hear more of him, there's plenty of it around. I'll also include the links in the show notes. Uh, Thanks. If you like this show, share it with a friend. Uh, Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Thanks. And we'll see you next time. This is the Irrelevant Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.